0: Hello and welcome to Poetry on the Air. I am here with my co-host.
1: Poppy Jennings, hello.
0: Hello and I'm Jack Collins. We're here with two unbelievable movers and shakers. Can you please say hello, Louise Fazakale?
2: Hi, it's me, Louise Fazakali. Yeah.
0: And also, Izzy Britton.
3: Hello, it's Izzy Britton here.
0: Amazing. Well, we can't wait to dive into what movement with poetry is all about. Um, You two, when I think of you two, I always think of like witty movement, um, sort of like witch punk. Mm, Um, All the witchy vibes. I'm really excited to get into this with you. I'm going to hand over to Poppy for the first question.
1: (laughs) So I wanted to, we kind of thought about questions that we knew that you both would be able to answer and probably give us a very very good answers for. Um, but let's start with an easy one. Um, how does incorporating movement affect the written piece? Do you think?
2: Well, I suppose for me, my latest collection, The Pleasure Dome, that was very much written knowing that some of the meaning would be generated outside of the spoken word. So as I was writing it, I was also taking photographs. I was imagining artwork that would work with the meaning. I was imagining video and dance. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the whole collection knowing that some pieces are only kind of half the meaning and that you need to be in an immersive experience to see some of it. Uh, so that's like kind of where i've been working at recently
3: yeah um i think for me the poems are often edited after Mm. when i'm working with movement so i end up quite brutally cutting a lot Mm. out um yeah
0: so sometimes you would write it and then you put meaning you like double layer the meaning Whereas Louise, you would write it with the intention of like the movement being woven through it.
2: Well, this last, the most recent piece is that's what I've been trying and thinking about. Mm. You know, thinking about this whole sphere of meaning rather than just one form, but like multiple know. forms.
0: Is that something you've come upon by like working with it um, through your work for a few years?
2: No, I, th- I think it's because I've been trying to change my practice as an artist. Like, if you'd have spoken to me about five years ago, I wouldn't really have de- defined as an artist. I would have said I was a poet, um, but as um, I've been kind of dipping my toe in different art forms and also just enjoying being inspired by pieces of visual art and by collections and by the world in a different way that it just feels more natural to try and write in that way in a more experimental way, really. Wow.
1: You went on tour with The Pleasure Dome mm. last year, earlier this year? I don't know, really. It feels like <laughs> it's, like, feels like it's is, ongoing, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. How, how did you find that? Because So you wrote the book, but then did you already have in mind then how it would expand into a show in itself?
2: Well, I applied for the DYCP from the mm. Arts Council in order to develop my solo movement work um, so I could actually... Have some time and some outer mm. eyes to do that because when I've worked on performance poetry in the past, I've not really wanted or needed it, and I felt I've needed an outside eye. But because I was going somewhere where I wasn't, I was outside of my comfort zone, mm. I wanted to work with other people more to actually edit, help edit mm. me, and help like, give me stimulus for movement and just kind of develop that. Um, so. W- in different poetry spaces I've been doing different versions of the poem so in some places it's been a recorded version of the poem and I've just danced and not spoke Mm. In other places I've done a bit of speaking a bit of moving and I've been on the floor and (laughs) um, so that was quite interesting and then when I launched the book I did a little site specific performance more like physical theatre really where we set it in the bathrooms of a nightclub so the audience all sat in a toilet cubicle and I was outside with the sinks like standing in the sinks and standing on the radiators and not just standing <laughs> on That's them, you know. <laughs> climbing up and down in a, a and then I, I pull the audience out of the toilets and then I went in the toilets and then performed in the in the little cubicle, sometimes the door shut. So wow. just playing with more experimental kind of ways of performance, nice. really. Where poetry meets theatre or where poetry meets dance, or
1: mm. it's nice for the audience as well. Would
2: you it? respond to the space as you like met it or were those pre-planned differences? No, m- m- well, mostly so we choreographed for one space space And then when you approach a new space, you just adapt, don't you? Yeah. Uh, but that's the like, exciting thing. Yeah. This is yeah. how
0: we'll do it here. that mm. You feel it out. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's
2: fun. Keeps it fresh. Yeah, but it's only had two or three outings in the um, the nightclub toilets. That it's got space to grow over the next couple of years, mm. while playing with different things.
0: Coming to a nightclub toilet near you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> <Yeah, so. laughs> it also
3: <laughs> just depends where you're showing it whether you're showing it for a poetry context or a theatre context or mm. a dance context there's just so many different ways to do it and i've worked a lot with film and i know you have as well louise now haven't you so that offers a load more different options and the more the more you experiment the more ways you can do it you mm. know um, film just opens up a lot of doors in terms of freedom of movement mm-hmm. and yeah bringing all the elements together in a different
2: way. Because, Izzy, you're a cracking filmmaker. You've got a really great eye, you? I think you have any anyway, for editing, well, film, and you. framing. No, <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're really good. Whereas I can't do that for myself. I have to get someone else in to do it. Mm-hmm. But when we worked together on um, The Book of Witching, I, your eye and your way of editing would just made that project happen, really. Well,
3: thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> Within well, that project,
0: you played with so much as well. There were some pieces where there was dance and um, spoken word with both of you there was somewhere it was visual so you would read off the screen and there was dance there was somewhere it was like trippy visual with spoken word and there was some that were just purely dance so I think yeah it just showed a full gamut of talent there
3: yeah it was a really fun project to work on wasn't it We just kind of went for it. It was quite DIY in that we were doing all the filming and editing ourselves, which I'd I'd experimented a little bit with with dance poems, particularly during the pandemic, but I've not done anything of that kind of length before. Since then, I've been fortunate enough to work with a filmmaker and develop a more long-term collaboration, also through the DYCP, like Mm. Louise. And that's that's been amazing. So
0: can I just clarify what the DYCP is for the
3: mm-hmm. audience? Developing your creative practice. And it's a little the po- arts council. Yeah, a little of money you can get Eww. from the arts council, <laughs> <laughs> which we're both dead happy to have because
2: it's a luxury to be able to just do what you really want to do rather mm. than what funders want you to do.
3: Yeah, such a luxury as well because it gives you time to just explore and experiment. Mm. And there's no product, you know, it's it's totally process oriented. It's all about developing mm-hmm. your creative practice. You don't, <laughs> some, you don't
0: like meet some kind of deadline or quota. It's just what you'd like to create, you can.
3: Yeah, it's almost like forming your own kind of training program. So it can include mentorship, you can go on courses, you can do residencies take time to research and write so it's really up to you what you want to do so it's, it is an amazing opportunity it was a privilege to get that money and I've really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I spent some of my money exploring where I fit in contemporary dance um, because when I was like a teenager I just so I didn't dance when I was younger I, I did a bit of disco dancing when I was 14 and then I discovered contemporary dance at college absolutely loved it because i was super sporty but didn't really like have the confidence to pursue it so i'm a bit of a frustrated dancer so for me it's like it was a nice opportunity I to uh, yeah well you know there's things dancing. that you really want to do
0: like i wasn't dancing when i was 12 that,
2: like, <laughs> <the lyric? laughs> it? <laughs> it's, i think the thing with dance though it's a bit of a thing that in it like you develop technique and you get trained in a certain way yeah. and if you've not done that then there's certain things you definitely can't do in dance but there's loads of things you can do and um, so I wanted to come back to it as a grown-up and I found it's interesting because it's like so I've worked a lot with dancers and often with contemporary dance it's about making things more abstract mm-hmm. um, but my natural movement style is maybe a little bit more about maybe about gesture and about highlighting bits of the poem so it actually fits with what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to do a bit of contemporary, but then I did a bit of burlesque because the book, The Pleasure Dome, is a little bit about being like a milf and that, you know, as I am. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so I was a bit like, like I did a bit of burlesque and I found that was quite fun. And then in physical theatre, it's not always about, it's It's like a different kind of vibe where mm. it's yeah you're moving and stuff, but maybe more about creating a feeling or a texture or a mood and again maybe being illustrative rather than abstract Mm. so that's a fun kind of different way to play with your body and the meaning
3: yeah it's really interesting because I'm contemporary dance trained I went back and trained in my mid-20s so as a mature student and so everything's come late to me the dance and the poetry Mm. but I'm definitely more of a dancer I make most of my living through working as a dance artist and i'm I'm trying to squeeze poetry into that more often so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of coming at it from the other angle um
2: (laughs) she's knocking the champagne over guys (laughs) she's kicking (laughs) off (laughs)
3: um yes so coming at it from the other angle of trying to squeeze in poetry and wordplay into my dance work but i work a lot in participatory settings with really diverse communities and all ages often intergenerational so it's been brilliant to try and work out how to create these collaborative community poems with those groups as well and then integrate that into into dance work i've really enjoyed that i'm doing a, a lot more of that experimenting with different ways um yeah yeah
2: and like from my perspective before i started to try and experiment more with my own movement i was working a lot with like other other dance companies or like young dancers where like I'd record a poem, someone else would put the music under and then the young dancers would dance to it mm. and a film would be made, um, which is fun and I absolutely love doing that. But they are a bit like, oh, they're doing all the movie and the movie. Oh, <laughs> I want <yeah>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, to like, do one wrong movie. Yeah, I want to do it. They get to interpret <laughs> <it at laughs> yeah. Like you're doing it wrong. No. Ten year old. No, I'm only <laughs> joking.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to have to move us on to question two. Even though you, you literally giving me all the answers that i like (laughs) should we have a poem before we have a second oh yeah
2: let's hear a poem
0: there is let's kick off uh, with a poem
2: (laughs) okay so i'll do the um the um eponymous poem from this collection you know like the one that it's named after it's called the pleasure dome and like this collection was in part thinking about what is the body and what are our feelings and what is the science behind it um so this is kind of a little bit about this the pleasure dome Does it start with a little cell or synapse or god dog inside the lungs of the brain lobes? Does it start inside this meat sock of pubic dome and head bone and breasts and sucked thumb? Does it start inside the bathroom? Porcelain. Moontime. Reading fortunes in the leg shavings. Can I see a rat in the cup of the tub? Faces distorted in the taps. Tap, 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 tapping. Is there anybody there? This seance inside the watery eyeball. Does it start inside the house? let's hot house this idea this nuclear family house of old bog himself does it start inside the digital bubble zipping mirrors of self and people just like me like a balloon within a balloon within a balloon within a balloon within life's great party inside somehow the earth even though we are without it, within it, in its spherical self, unhinged, on wheels, open it up and look inside, we're rolling, 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 it's hard spirits. And of course. The nucleus has a body similar in shape to an orange. Slice it and put it in a cocktail dress. Confetti falling down like snow and debt. Shake it up, shake it up. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. What a fucking disco ball. <laughs> Brilliant. well part of the reason Love i read it. that is because in the studio here there's um like one of those globes what you open up it's got all you know you put like your whiskey in it and stuff i mean we I didn't have one in our house yeah that is the
0: thing
2: yeah well and that was part of like, <laughs> i imagined if i had a big like prop for this show it would be a really huge one of those and you open it up and i'm inside <laughs> <laughs> like marilyn monroe would be and then we could spin it around <laughs> and stuff it could be amazing that so um yeah
0: is that what we're working towards? Giant globe, yes. guys. Maybe yes. in like series six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's the, the aim. Um, should we have a poem from you, Izzy, as well? Yes. Fabulous.
3: Little short one. The antidote. Take one lady of the beasts, hunkered down on haunches, naked, filthy, and covered in fungus. Slowly. Caramelize vigorously, dripping in sweat and saliva, blitz internalized structures, smash them, ice cubes for a cocktail, boil up suits with eye of newt, whisper crazy plant lady, about carbon sequestering silky soft sea green foliage dismantle ecocidal maniacs one plant one careful slice at a time
0: (laughs) Um, hearing both of those i know people always say like um, have you ever heard people say like that? Um, Northern poetry has more music in it. Mm. People always say that. Like you, both of your styles are seem like deliberately rhythmic and mm. musical. I can see how like movement goes so well with both of those mm-hmm. poems.
2: It's strange, really, because when you're exploring how to use movement with words. Uh, well, when it becomes dance, when movement becomes dance, then the music becomes more important. I feel it's so much harder to dance without music. Mm. So then you're so in you're a, making it, in yeah. The voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you you need to work with a musician to underscore your stuff. So then you can add, uh, you know, like so you talk like so the idea of does the poetry come first or the dance come first? Well, actually, is it the dance then the music then the poetry, or is it the poetry then the music and then the dance? Mm. It's harder. It's a different. It's a different vibe if it's just the words and the movement.
3: Yeah, and it's also maybe about the sense of internal rhythm in them both. So in contemporary dance training, you're taught never to choreograph to the music, always working with you know, abstract ideas and your own right. sense of internal rhythm or connecting to your senses and using other things to find that rhythm through the movement. So, yeah, then when you come to work with poetry it kind of goes against everything that you've been taught in that you're still trying to work against that rhythm which is obviously inherent in the poetry even if it's not particularly rhythmical in quality Uh, so yeah that's quite a tough one really and it's the same kind of issue that you come up against in terms of trying to not double say you know the thing Mm -hmm. through the words and through the movement and hit the right level of kind of subtlety with it but i think the great thing about northern poets as well is that and i think this is connected to the sense of rhythm and the musicality as is is actually not shying away from from not being totally subtle all the time yeah and just allowing like a spade to be a spade and going with that um and leaning into that performance of it and the kind of yeah just like really embodying it in like a more earthy kind of way um rather than trying to step back and have like distance from it
0: do you have both then do you have where you like kind of the poem and the dancer battling against each other or are you trying to um sort of create like non-rhythm in the dance but keep the rhythm in the poetry or do you sometimes sync but sync those up so that you're actually you know dancing to your poem in a way
2: yeah, it's, a, it's just a different ways of doing it, aren't they? So, like, is Izzy's talking about one style and method and, yeah. and theory around creating. And, like, when um, I did my first ever show, when I did the BBC New Voices and the first show, I had a male dancer. So the show, the, 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 the collection of poetry, the Uniform Factory, is about, like, my family's experiences of war and PTSD and the male dancer I I had the idea I wanted this bed as a prop the frame of it and it could become all these different things and he would dance and the director who was brought in to work on that he didn't he was just like why are you doing this why are you not just doing the poems Mm. because there is a magic in someone just standing there storytelling orating you watch them you're compelled when the eye is pulled somewhere else what else is happening and so And I was a bit like, I wanted to lay a meaning and my background had been an experimental theatre background. So I was a bit like, well, the audience can choose where they look. Um, and at the end, the guy was like, "Oh, this is high art," and I was like, I'm "Not really sure what that is, but okay." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds gorgeous. Did you high five? <laughs> yes, that, like, nice. yes, I am. Uh, yes, this is indeed high art. Thank you. You <laughs> need to be finally yes. see my vision. <laughs> Didn't a know what my vision was. I was <laughs> just playing. Um, but then the other side of it is like in the pleasure dome. Like I'm referencing a lot of '80s music, uh, including Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So. I layered one of my poems over uh, "Welcome to the Pleasure Dome." It's got all the animal stuff in, and, and made like animal shapes, and you know, mm. p- and transform from these different animal shapes, and then speak over the top. Get very tired, very breathless, and like at the end of that poem, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> 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 Not in a good way. <laughs> well, always a challenge, isn't it,
3: with moving and and poetry, just actually the breath mm. and being able to be.
0: Be yeah, heard thing in itself.
3: Play.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the athleticism of being on stage. I
3: mean, it's not easy, is it? Even just to walk and talk
1: at the same uh, time, yeah. or to dance and perform. A- a written piece, it's yeah,
2: the whole thing. I can't do it. Well, yeah. I don't want when I've been ordering the different poems in different ways. One of the ones when I finish, I'm literally like, i and it changes the energy for the audience yeah. then because they can see you're visibly sweating, and yeah. you know, and they're, they're a bit like, oh, Where do I go from this? i can I pick it back up?
3: Something I found really great is working again. I've developed a bit of a longer term collaboration with a musician and he makes kind of ambient guitar music and he's also a sound healer so it goes very much with the witchy vibes and the themes of the solo show that I've been making but also he's an amazing improviser so it's a whole other element to work with and he can kind of riff off whatever I'm doing whether I'm whether I'm performing poetry or whether I'm moving and we can find some sort of symbiosis between the three in the moment and then Go back to it. We've recorded it and kind of set it slowly that way. So mm. I work a lot with improvisation in terms of the movement side of things, and now the music as well. And kind of the poetry is is the thing that is more set and more mm. highly choreographed in a way. At the beginning, it's yeah. quite structured and the frame. bones of it. You know, yeah. the the poetry and the storytelling mm-hmm. is the bones of it, and then I kind of try and let a bit of that go and allow more and more space for the movement to, to mm. expand it and to layer in different meanings, yeah.
0: Stop being so interesting, I've got, questions <laughs> <on that>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question right. about go that, even. <laughs> um, does, does that ever change the poem then? Do you ever edit the poem because of the way that the improvisation goes?
3: Well, I have, yeah. Yeah, so this solo show that I'm working on is based on a manuscript but I've heavily edited the poems and I've taken sections out of certain poems and then I also realised that actually poetry and dance because of the way they are and they're kind of reaching for things that are hard to articulate through body or, or word. Uh so it it can kind of become a bit too esoteric in terms of when you're trying to connect with a live audience. Um so I have also then led in storytelling and speaking quite directly in a more casual way to the something audience. Something
0: to follow, something to hold on to. Something
3: to hang your hat on, yeah, mm. so that people don't feel like they've just been taken on this completely surreal journey, mm-hmm. but they've got somewhere to kind of go like, okay, we've we've landed, like, this mm. is this is where we are, and to sort of situate it in a, a time and a place and then go off again, you know? Mm. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously when
1: you... I'd just performing the poem, like so you're at a poetry night, you just get up and you read your piece. You don't necessarily, in writing that piece, think about how an audience is going to react or interact with it. But when you work in movement and dance, you have to think about it more of how's this audience going to react to this show. So you must have to think about that a little bit more when you're preparing the work rather than just, I have this poem that I like and I'm just going to read it.
2: It's, it's a bigger story, isn't it? Mm. So you, you, you're you structuring not like a film almost mm. rather than a montage of tiny little moments and stories. And everything's got its place, hasn't it? So there's a there's the nice thing about a solo show is you can delve into something and try and share something meaningful for you mm. and and really try and share some meaning. But then, like, like my that ADHD brain likes short things so and me and Izzy worked on a, um, a form called 10 to 1 where it's like 10 one minute performances and the, fir- and the first time we did it we were inspired by a painter and it was 10 live one minute performances and we did a bit of performance art bit of get people up bit of dance bit of poetry that was like manic on a, like a mini budget but we just <laughs> yeah. hammered it it so <laughs> insane <laughs> it was insane But In you can watch that online that's the book of day if it's on YouTube the book that. of uh, Escaped me when I was doing yeah. my research. That's hilarious. That yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had to go with the book of witching, which was the ten one minutes. Um, but that was filmed, so that was mm. ten one minute films, which had different challenges. But. Um, was also cool. And we, we keep saying we'll do some more 10 to 1s, but we're both dead busy, aren't we? Mm. So it's not, we don't want to do it. And I think it's a form that loads of people should do, and then you'll write about it at uni, and it'll be like, in Britain <laughs> um, invented the 10 to 1 <laughs> form. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: amazing. Right, I've got a super serious question. Okay. Oh, we God, have a serious back in music this one now. Um where's the line between stagecraft um and emphasis while reading and dancing so then what, what what point does the movement become a dance because i've seen both of you um in performance when you weren't specifically doing like a dance-led performance and you're a physically both physical performers and i perform quite physically as well like gesture and like my face to tell the, the audience what i'm on about or oppose what i'm on about in order to like enhanced meaning so at what point are we dancing on stage
3: now you getting into contemporary dance school chat Jack. is it <laughs> yeah Do i need to go <laughs> to the like,
0: northern school of yeah, dance what <laughs> is dance
2: oh yeah like the same as what is poetry which I've answered a lot of times but I don't really know what is dance you know like I've I've heard
0: the answer to what is poetry (laughs) I've never heard the answer to what is dance there's a whole
1: poetic farm named after that
0: question I actually did a module on Pina Bausch I don't know if anyone knows Pina Bausch Um, at the Met in Cardiff um and you better believe I got my tights on. I was doing all <laughs> the zoom rotations. We <laughs> were doing the movements. It was great.
2: Are you a frustrated dancer? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so you want to do more dancing in your poetry?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Could got be you something Poppy. to look at. Is it
1: something no, It's really funny. I actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but I grew up doing theatre shows. So I did a lot of theatre. I actually don't know that No, growing up. We did Chicago in Manchester. We'd, yeah, it was... It was a lot, but then I got to a certain age and my body was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. But now, because it's been so long since I ever did any like performance stuff, I did drama at college, like I did all that kind of stuff. But now I'm very much a hold the mic, stand still, don't look anybody in the eye i don't farm. i just read
2: but there's a are there, are there's a beauty in that Like mm. there's a beauty in stillness and a beauty in vulnerability mm. so it you come to poetry for different things don't you like when i come to dance i come to dance often because i love to watch dance because i just like looking at human bodies i like mm. the way the bodies move i've got respect for the physicality i like it when multiples dancers dance together and that's what i'm finding attractive now when i'm coming into a dance journey of my own I'm way out my comfort zone because I know I'm not Mm. a strong, you know, like I'm not who I was when I was 18. Do you know what I mean? So the way I'm moving that it's different. Even when we work together, is it because this is like more more dance training me and you're more physical than me. If we're doing the same moves, I can see on the video. I'm like oh Izzy does it like that and no, I do it like that and that's okay you know that's yeah. okay but it's different you know so I'm like well when an audience is watching me and I'm doing freaking YMCA which I do doing one of my poems um, of course oh, as well as you know Rolling Render 4 as an animal um, when, I, when I'm doing the YMCA bit i like people just like hello what's happening here I don't really know because I've not really asked for much feedback yet <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there and thinking I don't know Just looking into the stage like can't see anyone's faces <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, jazz <laughs> hands. <laughs> a bit of a jump here. A bit of a there's a bit of a oops upside your head moment in one section. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that social dancing. Year. I know yeah. you will it's at the poetry dancing. festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's. Oh, I think more people should do it though. Or even just. I know Jack. You did a performance poetry workshop uh, last year or the year before. Last year. One of them mm. at the festival. But I think there should be something like that. Like. Just getting people to express with their body more, you know, just to see if, if they enjoy it. Mm. But Because for most of us, we just kind of stand there and stand still. and Which is I nice. I think is, some, some people is, put it
0: all into the writing. I yeah. think for me, like, not all of it goes into the writing. Yeah. Some of it I have to say with my body. Yeah. And that's the thing. It is nice. Some of it I like to, like, or it, it's in the writing and I just like to drive it home mm. with the way I'm mm. doing it. it like, goes back to the traditional forms
1: as well, doesn't it? You know, hundreds of years of movement and poetry. Yeah. It takes it back. Rural tradition, like, yeah. storytelling.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, for me, um, movement is a part of the way that I learn the words. So if I don't have the actions and I can't mm. learn the words, and because I do most of my poetry off book, I need that movement to tie it into mm. my brain. Like the cues. So, yeah. If, uh, when right. I've been in the recording studio and I've been trying to record poems, I'm doing the movements. I can't just put my hands by my side Mm. and do it because they're all locked in together.
3: Whereas for me, it's the the rhythm. Mm. Oh, really? So it's like if I'm working on physicalizing a poem, I'll improvise, but I'll be improvising potentially with the rhythm of the words in my head or a particular idea um, from the themes of the poem but thinking of it in like a rhythmical way inside my body. Mm-hmm. It's a bit difficult to describe, but that's kind of often how I approach it.
0: Is the rhythm in the poem or in, the mu- in music, or is it just you'd create a rhythm separate to the poem that you're doing it to? Do you know what I mean?
3: It could be the rhythm of the actual words of the poem, or it could be a rhythm that I riff off, which is just drawn from one of the themes or one of the words, you know? To,
0: like, decide on a beat, maybe, or decide on a particular, like...
3: Maybe like if I'm trying to integrate into my body, say with that poem that I just read about the antidote, um, and it's very much, it's almost a bit like M&S food, you know, the <laughs> way that I deliver it. <laughs> so I would kind of be thinking about that kind of slinky way of moving. And yeah. if I'm thinking about anim- being animalistic, like what's the rhythm of an animal that crawls on all fours, as opposed to like a human woman standing up, you know, it's yeah. that kind of thing.
0: Serious question. Again, they're all serious from Jack here on out. Jack writes all
3: the serious questions.
0: So we're going to move on to how can others begin to incorporate movement into their poetry? So that might be thinking about rhythm, like you've talked about, thinking about how they can add layers of meaning. How would you begin to be, to a be, complete beginner?
3: Hmm. I mean the best thing to do would probably be to get some dance classes and just get some dance experience just different forms of dance or you know if you're confident and you're one of those people that just loves going out dancing and dances in your bedroom and dances everywhere then you know you've probably already got the tools Mm -hmm. everyone is a dancer Mm. that is what I firmly believe so if you're writing poetry and you want to perform and add some movement in go for it experiment in front of your mirror in your bedroom or in your bathroom you know having a have fun with it and just say experiment. the poem and move yeah. with it. Yeah, say the poem, move with it. Try it in a different outfit. Try it in a different space. Try it sitting down. Try it standing up. Try it upside down. You know, just move around and just get used to moving with it. An experiment, but I mean, maybe we should be doing workshops, Louise, shouldn't
2: well, we? <laughs> I feel like this is part of the issue. Is part of the issue is that um you learn often by seeing mm-hmm. and at um your standard open mic or a lot of like more like standard performances you'll just you'll see a certain range of performance styles and dance isn't necessarily one of them um a so one, certainly. Yeah, yeah so like the it doesn't feel like we're i mean so I know we know each other, and we know we both work in movement. This Sophia, um, she works in movement. She's up in Leeds now, and there's a girl called Helen over in Liverpool. I'm really bad with last names. That's why I'm not saying <laughs> anyone's last name. Before before this podcast started, we couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the name of Guy Garvey, and uh, I mean, so we had a lot of GG kind of. Anyway, whatever. Well, he is um, fit. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. So Guy Garvey, if you're listening. Louise is rubbing her knees. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis Cocker, move on. It's a guy garbage <laughs> show. No, okay. So, um, what, what, But in a more serious way. Um, and like uh, Chanjay Kunda, she's working with movement and poetry. So I just feel like us people who are working with movement and poetry need to maybe make more nights, you know, that mm. just explore that form so people who are interested can see more and then it sparks your own inspiration. Then you go on and do it yourself, don't you? Yeah. That's, yeah. 100%. You become a genre. You yeah, know, fully like, established. It's,
0: it's
3: so rare. Like, it, not only open mic nights, but even in the theatre, the yeah. mixture of dance and poetry is just really not. You think common. about like
1: there's always there's so many like improv groups, isn't there? They meet, you know, like theatre improv groups. They meet up, they get together, and everyone can they workshop and they perform. But poetry it's more about the open mics. Mm. You don't really get that kind of shared performance and workshop space sometimes. No, and yeah. it it's
2: very much just feels like very much a solo art form. Yeah. And what I've discovered doing the solo dance practice is actually... I wanna work with more dancers. Yeah. Because when bodies move together, then mm. it's just more exciting visually. So, so then nice it's yeah more yeah. of a collaborative
0: stuff. Louise mentioned before the show as well, that she's been intending more musical open mics to read poetry. And I would definitely encourage that. That's mm. where I started. And that's why I think my style came from like you have to grab attention, so like the movement was like, look at me, everyone be quiet. I'm saying something. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
2: You have to be quite brave, I think, to step out your comfort zone, but it's worth doing. Like who or, who doesn't want to be like Bjork or like yeah. you know what does that running up the hill with a long curl? Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Kate Bush yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <that>. Guy Garvey. <laughs> <laughs> a few Kate
3: Bush impressions in my cellar during lockdown. Did
2: anybody see those on Instagram? Yeah, I did. I loved it. day day day. day. (laughs) on. Note for today, check out Izzy's Insta.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scroll back to 2019.
0: (laughs) Um, Shall we do our word association to finish? Yeah. Okay, so um, I did this with the judges. So I'm going to read... Um, alternating words and then um, Izzy and Louise are going to just say a word that they associate with it I said there was 12 but I've written more than 12 so we're just going to go between you two until they run out um, okay who wants to go first I can go right <laughs> Izzy sprint run jolt electric sloth animal flip tricks wave Farm. smile prone Dip. Dive. Jump. High. Swirl. Spin. Drop. Dead. Swing. Life. Spin. Spit. Flap. Up. Spring. Sprung. (laughs) thank you ever so much for being on you
1: can catch up on older episodes on the website leadsproachfestival.com and you can keep an eye out for new episodes coming out during the 2023 festival um on instagram twitter facebook and the website as well um louise will be performing at this year's festival with the pleasure dome
2: and like it's like a big long performance not in a bad way like in a good way you like Mm. get to see all facets of the of the collection with all its dystopian bits and its experimental bits and its darkness and its light so bit of dancing mm. <laughs> <laughs> and also buy the book oh, yeah. yes buy the book The book the will festival. also
1: be on sale at the festival so come by left bank and buy some stuff i think
0: i'll be manning the shop as well so you will you'll be see me.
1: <laughs> five days of the week yeah and
0: look out for his upcoming show as well
3: Yeah, I've got some exciting stuff coming up in July, early July, I'm doing a performance at Leeds Playhouse on 8th of July, Dancing in Your Shoes, it's part of a performing gender project, a European project, with Company of People, which is an intergenerational performance project drawn from the communities of Hare Hills and Chapel Town, and then the week after that, it's pretty busy, the week (laughs) after that I'm doing uh, Children's Day Reimagined at Roundhay Park on the 14th of July screening a film that I've made which is a spoken word and dance film created about magic power and place with four nine to eleven year old girls which was amazing wow. and beautiful and then a project called kickoff in the last weekend of July which is about the history of women's football and its relationship to activism and it's loads of rowdy women making lots of noise and <sighs> in the park outdoors in the city centre so lots of mischief so a couple of bits good. on yeah and they're all free or pay as you feel so uh, loads of free culture coming up for Leeds 2023 lots, nice
1: what's
0: not to like yeah
3: mm. amazing thank you guys so much for joining
1: us it's been a pleasure mm. thank you for having us
3: thank <laughs> you very much <laughs>